talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Wow. Welcome back to Talking About Alliance, the premier alliance recap podcast here for Nexus Park in our fourth season together as a podcast. Uh, I'm Ari, joined as always by my co-host, Hirsch. Welcome in. Hello. Hey, Ari. How you doing? Doing good. Um, and fun, you know, tracking a bit of action all of a sudden right as we start recording. Uh, but I'm also excited about our guest for today. We have the 10th place finisher, first jury member of, of High Seas, a member of the esteemed class of merge votes. Always seems to take out a big player. Uh, so we have Gwen here with us. Welcome in. Thanks for joining. Hello. Thank you for having me. Good to see you, Gwen. Same. How are you gentlemen today? Doing well. Good. Good. Yeah. How have you been enjoying being on this side of things? And we were just talking a bit about how you have jumped back into the org scene a little bit. Um, yeah, it's at, it's definitely a different perspective on the spectator side of things. Um, and it's really interesting to me to be able to kind of see this side of it and how everything works together. Because when you're in it and you're only seeing what you can see rather than being able to go and look at everybody else's conversations, um, you kind of start to see how things that happen fit together and cause like a domino effect. Um, it's it's really cool though. And you guys, Alliance has one of the best spectator lounges that I've like seen. I mean, I've been in a couple other orgs to spec friends that were playing and there is just always something going on. Do you... Um... I don't know that you were uh, particularly vocal about how you uh, perceived the viewers lounge when you, um, after the Ponderosa was over and you, and you joined the lounge at the end of the game. Um, were, could you, do you understand now how, uh, how these lounges get so, or at least how our lounge gets so uh, passionate and opinionated and everything? Do you, do you find yourself kind of slipping into that role as a, as an alum, as a person who's played the game, you know, to, to where you have strong feelings and strong, uh, strong opinions or are you? Oh, absolutely. Kind of... Okay. No, I, I absolutely like, I mean, I, I was, I was super salty. I will be the first to admit it. I was super salty. Um, but again, it was my first org. Um, and it was probably, I probably should have done a little, a couple smaller ones before I jumped into this one. Um, but when I went back and like read through and saw all the memes and stuff, I was like, it was more so on my part. Oh my gosh. How did I, like, I came across as horrible. Like I was, what was I doing? And, um, and so like, that was, I had to, you know, step away from the server for a little bit, get myself under control. And then I came back in and I was reading through things and I was like, oh yeah, now I see it now I see why they were saying this stuff because I, I, you know, taken out of context and not being in my head at the moment that I was saying or doing whatever, I could see how it was coming across to other people. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and something that I think uh, like 
players sometimes forget as well is that uh, what we're saying in the lounge is also of the moment. Right. You know, we're, we're, we're reacting to what we are seeing live basically. And, uh, and, and so like the context of what you are doing and what that feeling is sometimes lost on us. And it's, and it's lost on the players when they come back and read it. Um, so, yeah, I think what you did is probably one of the smartest things that a, a player can do is just to, uh, decompress and, and walk away for a little while and then come back in with, a, with that fresh mind. Um, I know Ari and I both immediately went and control F'd our names. Um, once we, uh, once we joined the lounge, um, maybe not the, probably not the best strategy unless you've got really thick skin. Um, but uh, I'm glad that uh, you came back and, uh, and are an active participant in the lounge and, and, uh, and, you know, and, and you're part of the family now. I am so glad to be here. Um, you, you, like I said, this this org's spec lounge and the people involved in it are just like astronomical out of this world. Like it blows my mind. I've never seen anything like this. Um, and you got like, I, and that was the other thing was like seeing how invested this time around. I feel myself getting invested, and I'm watching and I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? Why are you doing? What what was the point of that? Like. And now I can see it, like you get caught up in it and you're like, it's just like watching the show, like you're screaming at a computer. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Um, you're definitely not the first person, you know, I, I think that day between the final tribal council and then also immediately afterwards, when everything very suddenly opens up right at the height of everyone's emotions at the end of the game uh, is tough on a lot of people and you're not the first to be surprised by any reactions to things um and glad you stuck around and I, I almost wish there was a way you know to give people some space at the end let them you know chill chill for a bit and then before exposing them to a hundred people all saying why did you do and say this one thing 10 days ago what were you right. possibly thinking <laughs> right yeah. Uh, but that's that's kind of part of the alliance magic, I think, is that you have so many people so invested, and in, for better or worse. Yeah, and and you know, like it, like none of it was really horrible. Once I took that that step away, and I calmed myself down, and you know, got out of my head about it, and I came back. I was reading through, like you know, looking at the memes and stuff, and and I was like, you know what, they're kind of funny. Like once you take that breath and and kind of separate yourself from it a little bit, it's a little easier to take. It's uh yeah, I mean it's something that comes up a lot in the viewers' lounge is to uh, remember that you know you're seeing a character, um and you know and and to what degree that character represents the person actually playing the game, that's up to the player playing the game, um but we don't know that necessarily and and so you you've got to try to, and Ari and I were talking about this a little earlier today. It's just like just uh sometimes. And I've tried to be better about this. Um, and Ari is usually quite judicious about this kind of stuff. Um, is that you're, you're, you shouldn't judge a person; just judge the character. Um, and people forget that, and, uh, and and things are said. And um, I try not to be that guy anymore. And uh, and it's it's but it's hard. Well, and I think also too, um, I'm I'm by nature a very sassy you know sarcastic dry sense of humor um and i 
being on both sides of it, being in the game and, and having, you know, some of the stuff that was said about me and reading it back and now being on this side of it and watching what you guys were watching, like I have to catch myself. My normal reaction would be to say something sarcastic or, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute. If this was me and I went back and read what I'm about to say, I would probably take that a certain way and get upset about it. So it is a unique kind of point of view for me. Um, and I also like, I get myself in trouble with emojis a lot. Like, <laughs> I know that was a thing, like, um, you know, in one of our tribals, Deadly had said something and I reacted with an emoji and he was like, oh yeah, there's, there's Gwen with her emojis. And that actually, I got myself in trouble in another org doing that. Um, so I'm trying to watch myself on that. Yep. I'm trying to stay away from it. Every every little thing yeah. can cost you in this game. Uh, let's jump in a little bit to the current game. Um, and I sort of have planned out, or not really planned out, but a deep, more destructured episode, I think, just because of where things stand in the game, where there's just hasn't been a ton of action. And we're starting to see things finally perking up today. Some people starting to have those strategy thoughts. Um, we'll get to that in a bit, but I don't know. I'm just kind of like thinking and more in general, uh, have I been, am I expecting too much for this pre-swap portion of the game where we haven't seen a whole lot of action on anyone and it's just been easy votes without you know, people doing a ton to keep themselves in the game? Or is this sort of an unusual amount of that? Is it that unusual though? I mean, I, I'm trying to think back. So I feel like most seasons by this point, you would have had at least one tribal. You know, uh, high seas, I think, started a bit slowly until the swap, uh, which I think was a bit earlier in the game. You know, going back to Summit, you had people fighting to stay in the game from the very beginning. Dark Forest obviously had that hot start. Uh, so I think yes and no to an extent. I wonder how much of that is just from the structure currently. Well, I think too, it depends on um, the, the level of activity. Um, Alliance, or yeah, I'm sorry, High Seas I, was a little bit slow at the start, but I think a lot of that was we had very clear the, the, um, inactive players. Like we were like, no, that one definitely it's it they're, they're not here they're not doing anything so why cut an active player and save somebody who's not contributing anything i agree yeah and i wonder how much of that also is just the setup where you have these tribes of nine uh you know when you have nine people in an 18 person cast there's gonna be someone who isn't as active as everyone else and, you know, you can go quite a ways, I think, with just voting out people who everyone would be happy enough with. Uh, I wonder how long that would realistically last or at what point people start thinking like, and we need to start thinking about the long game and not just about right now. Um, and it also hasn't helped that there's been players who have made those decisions easier. Um, well, I also, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Hirsch. No, no, I was, I, I was I, it's... Uh... It's something we've seen. I've seen in a lot of orgs that I've spec or even played in. Yeah, and and it's it's not unusual. The 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 inactives go. 
Um, and there's also some weird org strategy of keeping inactives around because you can beat them later. Um, that doesn't really seem to translate to to alliance. Um, and if you and if you're you know if you're being realistic about it, Euphoria has only had to go once, um, and they voted off. They didn't really vote off necessarily an inactive player. They voted off the player who was given the most attitude. Um, there may have been other people that they could have picked, but they went with Shamrock because, um, and we'll, we'll get to that, um, because because of his attitude. Um, you know, and the more they go, well, he was also. I mean, he was also the only one on that tribe to not do ten check-ins. Yeah, and that's uh, fair. So any activity is definitely a part of it there. Yeah, when you yeah, and when you when you when you have something quantifiable um, as a as a as something to point to to say, hey, here's the reason why this person should go. It's hard to look past that, um, especially when you're you're still at the tribal phase, and at this point, you you haven't swapped yet, and a lot of people think there's gonna be there should have been a swap, and you're and you might be in the back of your mind thinking, are these tribes just gonna stick together all the way to the merge? And if that's the case, maybe we do need to focus on tribe strong. I don't know. Um, I also think that my that possibly playing into that is 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 the way it's it's gone so far. With I mean, Euphoria has kind of been the the challenge beast, um, and that was kind of it. Kind of played into my season as well. Like we won the first couple of challenges and and didn't really have to go to tribal so it was slow for us like we were just kind of like oh yeah you know and then the first time that we went to tribal was a hot mess oh yeah um yeah, so you touched on this for a moment there Hurst, but i'm wondering like what you guys think of the value in you know voting out the inactives one by one or you know maybe keeping them around and then obviously there's, there's a difference when it's someone like trip who literally is unresponsive or, I mean, even Spavi who says like, I'm not going to bother fighting. This isn't too much of my time. We saw that last season with Devin uh, who actually, I think I made the, I think looking back a good decision for the game to remove himself um, compared to someone like, uh, I mean, maybe Samrock a bit or, I mean, and there were other things at play there, but, you know, looking at Jimmy's status in the game where he's, and uh, I think, you know, very similar to what we saw a couple of seasons ago from Link Link, uh, you know, where they're not on a ton of messaging people all day, like some of the other people in the game, but they show up when they need to, and they can help you with an alliance, um, you know, and Link Link made it pretty far into the game doing that. And so I'm, I'm wondering, because the other point is that, you know, I don't want the entire game coming down to just who spends the most time online every day. And we're gonna spend half the game just saying who's you know, spending the least amount of time on Discord, who has jobs and stuff where they can't look at their phone all the time. That's not what I think the game should be about. No, you're, you're right. Um, but there's something like, Jimmy may not be talking a lot, may not have started off talking a lot, um, but his, his performances were there. Um, I think to, to a point you are correct, um, I also think though that there's something to be said for, um, you know, players like, okay, we'll take from my season Moss, for example, um, didn't seem real active to me. Um, and I think that was one of the things that I brought up was like, it kind of almost appeared to me like 
they were riding the coattails of everybody else and kind of just let so may have appeared inactive but they were you know in the game and and doing what they did because they made it to ftc so um i think you kind of really have to figure out who's truly inactive and who's just kind of playing under the radar that's definitely a good point uh because that's a big story also from my season in mojo desert uh you know with people who from my perspective seem to be inactive and it turns out that they were actually talking to other people quite a lot they just weren't responding to me because they wanted to you know we weren't aligned uh and that can definitely be a factor in in this Kurt, do you have anything to add for that yeah i mean you and you know and we'll, we'll we'll circle back around to this obviously but right now um there's a there's a there's talk of like taking jimmy out um who's been quote unquote quiet and mainly it seems to be that SMM is the one who has the biggest uh, complaint about that um, or, you know, taking Jimmy out or, or doing the natural thing here, which would, would seem to be uh, Brendan. Um, but Jimmy has been doing well in challenges and is kind of starting to talk to people more. And, you know, and that's the kind of thing I like to see somebody who's getting more comfortable in the game, who's uh, growing a bit and, uh, and, and developing those relationships. And so if you ask me, um, you know, maybe like on a social scale, Maybe Brendan and Jimmy have been kind of similar. Jimmy's got some uh, good challenge experience and is actually starting to reach out more. Um, that's a person I would want to, want to work with over somebody like Brendan. Um, and who's especially scrambling now because a scrambler will flip on you in a heartbeat. Um, and, uh, and, and that's where I would, I would kind of see. Like, so yeah, if you ask me, I'll take a, I'll take somebody who's kind of socially awkward, but working on it as opposed to somebody who whose activity level has been less than desirable, period. Yes, yeah, so uh, let's kind of work backwards a bit as we do a bit of recap and discussion on this. Uh, I mean, going to tribal council. So Brendan, during the challenge was, he's told people before that I'm gonna, uh, I just started drinking. Uh, we'll see how this goes and then you know started messing up a few things and then disappeared giving them penalty time not the only reason they lost but it's certainly not a good look um and, and so uh, the question is do you do you say no that's it you messed up you're done or do you look at other angles and someone like jimmy who you know is good at the challenges but you wonder how much that's a factor especially if you're maybe going to swap um, he's good at the challenges. He seems to be, you know, he's pleasant to talk to, but he's not online very often. I don't even think he's checked into the server today, uh, or at least responded to any DM messages. And, you know, at, when at one point, you know, on the day of a tribal council, is it you can't work with someone if they're not checking in before the vote and they're to strategize with you? Or do you say we can keep him as long as possible? and have him be part of my alliance, even if he didn't trust that he's going to be voting with us. Um, a point, Jimmy did do a confessional today, so he has been on. Um, what, what, would, uh, what would you do in this situation, uh, Gwen? Um, well, I mean, we actually had something similar happen during high seas um, with Flair. Uh, when I was the captain and it was the invaders and defenders. Um, and I had flair cause I, I thought flair was going to be there. Um, 
I had set her as a de uh, defender because I thought she was going to be there. Um, if I had known that she wasn't going to participate, even though I didn't know that it was going to be a swap, I would have put her on invader just in terms of, okay, she's not going to be there. She's not going to be, you know, able to do anything. So I'll make her an invader and keep the people that are going to be active in here on the defending side. That would have been a huge like difference in my game because Flair and Deadly would have been Mason would have been on the other team. And I think I, I would have been able to swing Flair to stay to vote with me and she would have gotten Deadly to vote with me. And that would have been a huge game changer. Zach would have been out and I would have still been in the game. So I think you kind of have to gauge. Yeah, he screwed up that one moment, um, but but gauge where he's been at the rest of the composition. Has he been in the challenges? Has he been, you know, contributing to the team, doing what he needs to do? Or is he just kind of like, eh, whatever. If it's eh, whatever, then cut him, get rid of the dead weight. Yeah, and I think you know, you have to start looking at where do I really stand on this tribe? We keep seeing in confessionals, everyone saying, I. You know, I trust Waxwood the most. Same on the other tribe. Everyone's saying, I trust Bird the most. You can't bring everyone to the end. The Waxers at some point going to have to decide between all those people who trust him the most. And that's where, you know, it's really tricky in the game to, to see whose Wax they're really aligned with. And is it me? Or are there going to be other people? And when every vote is like this, and everyone's kind of going to gang up on one person, you can't really see those dynamics start to play in. I think um, I think SMM might see this the best. I think he knows that. Uh, well, he knows that Wax suspects them rightly so of the uh, of the stray vote in the first tribal council. Um, so SMM is trying to set himself up um, with people, maybe not outside of that outside of that Wax circle. He's not. He's not removing himself from the wax circle, but he's trying to get another circle going, so to speak, um, with people like uh, Courtney and with um, Brendan. And since Jimmy won't talk to him, I think that's why you know you're going to see someone like SMM try to uh, try to make something happen here because Brendan is somebody that he thinks he can work with. Um, and that's yeah, and that makes sense. I, I can't blame SMM for for doing what he's trying to do. Um, I would be I would be surprised if some of the others go for it though because they have no reason to um, at least at this point because they all think there's probably a lot of people who think they are Waxler's number one at this point. I definitely I said to Ari before um, SMM and Zach are like the same person to me but I think SMM is a little better at uh not antagonizing as much um <laughs> like zach zach was just like everybody was a target to him smm is a little more strategic i think um and he's and he's you know whereas zach tried to like and this was obviously you know after crystal had told me um that he kind of let everybody know crystal and i knew each other outside of the game so i was i was already on my on the defensive with him um, and I was just not interested in, in working with him in, in any capacity whatsoever. 
And rather than like try to work through that, he was just kind of like, okay, well, now I'm going to burn everything. Yeah, so, <laughs> I definitely agree with that. Um, the one other note that I have on this portion is I think that you know, a lot of times uh, players fall into a trap of looking backwards instead of looking forwards, you know, and thinking, okay, well, this person cost us on the challenge, they need to go and not saying, does this person benefit my game going forward? And I always think of a certain tribe from a certain survivor season uh, and without spoiling it, but where they, uh, you know, kept going it was, oh, well, this person, you know, was the reason we lost the last challenge. Let's vote them out. And then it's stop to think that maybe they have skills that weren't part of the last challenge, but were useful going forward. And then they end up losing every single challenge up to emerge uh, just because they kept repeating that same process and then voted out anyone who would be good at puzzles. And then there was a puzzle challenge and they just had nothing and things like that. And, uh, you know, it's partly that and partly just, you know, it doesn't, someone doesn't have to be good at challenges to benefit you in an alliance if they're going to be a good connection and a loyal member. And, and past the point, you prefer to be with people who are not good at challenges. Well, that and, I mean, the challenges are definitely a part of this game, but to me, at least, the social game is is much more involved. And somebody like, we'll take Waxler, for example, he's good at challenges, but he's also good at at the social game, and he's got so many people that trust him um, and that confide in him, and then he's taking that and kind of just putting it all together and, and picking out, you know, what he needs. Um, that's, in, in my mind, that's a fantastic strategy. Crystal did the same to a point um, in uh, the high C seasons. She, she was very good at, you know, picking out what she needed from each individual player. All right, um, so we can continue, I think, keeping this conversation in the back of our minds. I'll, we'll go backwards and do a bit of the recap. Um, so leading into this tribal council was the roller coaster challenge, uh, which was a fun challenge and set up the way that Nux designed his three wide racing coaster. And the way it worked was you had to have, you know, the whole tribe there, a bunch of different stages of the roller coaster, um, count, uh, you know, counting to 500, uh, you know, narrating sentences over a voice chat, uh, you know, scavenger hunt with items around the house. So a fun challenge to watch. I was, you know, pr came away pretty unremarkable performance by both tribes. And it, it's hard when you don't have anything to compare to, but there was a lot of mistakes. I think Euphoria made a lot of mistakes and got bailed out by everything that happened to Mirth, including, you know, starting immediately without reading the instructions, which directly said the timer wouldn't start until, you know, you could take as much time as you needed to plan things out. And that ended up costing them almost 40 minutes on the first portion. They fell 30 minutes behind and, you know, just had absolutely no chance from there. Um. I would, uh, I was, I was in the, in the back of my mind, I was thinking this is, Dark Forest Yellow Tribe boat bad. Um, as far once uh, Mirth 
started doing their thing um, and, and just how it was going. Um, and, and that was after being, like you said, pretty much thoroughly unimpressed with Euphoria's performance. So, uh, yeah, Mirth somehow made Euphoria look good. Um, and, 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 that, and it took some, it took him some effort to do that. So good on you. Good on you, Mirth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that it, it definitely was a fun challenge to watch. Um, I think maybe it would have been in terms of performance wise, probably would have been a little more fun if it had happened when there was less people. Um, just in terms of like having, you know, the way the tribes are setting up, you, you kind of see like the more active, involved people kind of grouping together and taking charge. And, and I think it would have been a little more fun to watch if it had been those groups versus each other. There would have been a little more give and take. Yeah, any other thoughts on, you know, this challenge? It was another really fun production, a lot of fun imagery of the racing wooden coaster. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to talk shit about how they did. Um, this isn't one we got to test, like our, you know, and I, th I think Ari said we didn't really have any kind of a, any kind of reference um, as to how any of us could have or did do on 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 something like this. So, um, uh, kudos to getting it done, however long it took it to do it, and uh, you know, and there was definitely uh, moments of, uh, you know, great teamwork, uh, um, individual performances within that were really uh, nice. So, I mean, there's there's stuff to be taken out of this other than, you know, both, both, both uh, tribes kind of underperformed uh, because there were good performances in the individual uh, within. So let's go move back a bit and we have another vote that we've touched on a bit, but uh, when Euphoria went to tribal council for the first time, they took, you know, the, they voted out Lord Shamrock and that had been the plan pretty much since day two when he, blew off the check-in challenge. He only had two check-ins when everyone else had the maximum and came back to camp. This, you know, it had a bit of a tone um, as much as you can over text, uh, whether that was misunderstanding or in some of how he went through the game. He did show up, you know, a couple hours before tribal, you know, but he didn't, wasn't really going out doing much. And, you know, it was more just a matter of you know, people just told him, oh, okay, we'll vote for Benjamin, blah, blah, blah. He didn't, he wasn't really fighting it. And I don't know if there was much he could have done. But yeah, so, I mean, so I'm curious what you think. Was it the right decision for everyone on that tribe to go along with it? And was there anything he could have done? Um, he could have done what he was doing in those hours before tribal, the whole game, um, or try to talking to people, you know, even if it's just on kind of a, you know, uh, just a base level. Um, he put in, he put in some effort and, and I think uh, it, maybe it was uh, our old friend Julius in the, in the viewers lounge, who said that if he had put in that kind of effort in the previous days, then he might not have been the one going home. Um, I, I think the most significant thing that he accomplished with those two hours before um, that tribal council where he was trying to, get the vote on Spingeman was that he managed to convince Nay to vote for Spingeman and basically sunk her game even further than it already was. Um, and that's going to, if, uh, if she basically set herself up to be the next target, if euphoria goes, and that's unfortunate because I think Nay has uh, 
just never really been able to get any kind of social momentum going. So that off vote is is basically going to hang on her like an albatross the rest of this game. Um, they know it's her, and um, and it's just basically made her the next logical boot if uh, Euphoria goes. Um, at this point, the only thing that probably could help her is um, is a swap. She probably would have gone home this week or this round if uh, if Euphoria had lost the uh, the coaster challenge. So uh, not voting with the, the majority, not really having an idea of where the majority was sending their vote um, really cost her and uh, will likely have her joining the, uh, the lounge sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so, I mean, this, and she hasn't really talked about this in a confessional or anything or to anyone else. Um, it, what I saw, and I could be off on this, but was, you know, she talks to Shamrock probably more than anyone else in the game or had that relationship. And so before tribal, he says, yeah, let's vote off Spenderman. And she didn't really go from there to checking with anyone else, you know, hey, is the vote still on Shamrock or Spenderman? I think she just kind of took that word and I was like, all right, look, let's do it. See everyone else is, see everyone else is on board. I don't know. I mean, it could be wrong. Yeah. Either way, it seems like a bad play from her. I don't know if she realizes how far down she is on that tribe and how much she would have to make up going forward. Yeah. I think things are not, things are not looking rosy for, uh, for, for Nay. Did, um, did you ever feel that far under the gun um, when like the, just completely out of the loop? Were there moments um, in high seas where you just had no idea what people were doing or, or where they were going? Oh, there absolutely were. Um, the, <laughs> funnily enough, though, the 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 one time that I should have felt like that, I didn't. And look what happened. Um, yeah. But, you know, it is it, again, it's a lot of it is social game and you know, I thought that I had the connections, um, and I, I didn't at the end of the day, but I think in May's case, her biggest issue is that, you know, great. She was loyal to the one person that she connected with the most, but she's just, she was just kind of like resting on that connection and not trying to make bigger connections with other people that might've even if she had voted with Lord Shamrock might have saved her once he got booted. And I think like damage control now, she, she really should be like trying to spin it with everybody else. Like what happened, why she, you know, some kind of excuse, some kind of reason that might make them go, Oh, maybe we should keep her around. Yeah. And the other part of that is that, you know, I don't even know if she knows to check new, no one's really talking to her that much. I think most of that tribe has just written her off, said, oh, you know, talk as much as you need to, but she's going to be the next one gone. The problem with that is, you know, you never know if they're just going to swap next or not go back to tribal or if suddenly you're going to be stuck on a tribe with her and that's going to be the only one on. I mean, this has happened to me in the game. You know, the person that you think is going to be a vote at some point is the person you're swapping with and your biggest connection. And now you suddenly have to navigate that. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. That could be something. Yeah, I'm not a, and I'm not a fan of, I don't know how to put it, some of the DM conversations between other people on her tribe, uh, especially when they're talking about her. Not a big fan of it. Um, seems like they're kind of punching down at this point. 
and uh, maybe making it a little too personal. I don't know. Uh, I feel bad for Nay. Um, there's probably things she could have and should have done to better her position, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of sad to see uh, people almost mocking it, really. Going back, going back again, before the tribal council was the, I don't think we've talked about the carnival games calendar. Uh, it had just started when we were just recording. I think they um, were in the midst of it, yeah. And this, so another fun one to watch, it was, and it was another cross tribe um, opportunity, uh, which we'll focus on. But um, so there was the crab dash, which was sort of an immune or a command race some questions things like that for points uh so bird and chocolate beans went and uh, or, uh so after a switch um yeah, let me pull up key events but they switch uh, it was close you know uh, i think four to three coming down to the very last challenge um but it was it was a fun one um you had so Bird and Brandon went off in the shooting gallery, which was the, uh, you know, going through, you know, you have to type in or alphabetize a long string of characters. Bird with a dominant win. Uh, Nay and SMM played the basketball game, which was, you know, you had to type basically random characters as quickly as possible. And SMM won that was the last challenge, so arguably the one that put it on top. Uh, Bramble Cat beats Benjamin in guessing the weight of cats and other things. Uh, Choco Beans beat Maddie in the Crab Dash. Uh, Shamrock beat Quart in Plinko, which was as close to a pure luck as it could have gotten. Um, Jimmy beat Steph Chap in the uh, you know, me basically memory typing game. And then uh, Darcy beat Waxler in the shooting gallery game, uh, which was basically uh, repeating the you know, lines from okay, random characters as quickly as possible. Uh, so basically a lot of quick typing games, things like that. Um, and it was a close one, but uh, for the first time, Euphoria coming out on top and spending most of that tribal council. But more importantly, you know, another opportunity for people to connect in some of those private chats across tribes. Actually, Ari, this was Mirth winning for the first time and sending Euphoria. Oh, I get it backwards again. <laughs> yeah, for the first time. <laughs> um, uh, I love... We've seen this kind of uh, challenge before with the... Uh, was it the tower in Dark Forest, Ari? Uh, the tower was the puzzle one. Um, I kind of know... Oh, the gauntlet, I think. The gauntlet, yeah. There was the gauntlet in Dark Forest. I think was there, there were, I think there was something similar in High Seas that involved individual matchups. I'm not sure. Gwen, did you get to that phase of the game? Um it might have might have been the counting challenge. Yeah. Um, but we weren't able to talk to like we weren't able to talk to our opponents. We were just squared off like I think it was like three on three or four on four or something like that. Okay. Yeah, these uh, these are always fun because you win as a group, but uh, but you bear a lot of individual responsibility in as to uh, whether your group wins. Um, so yeah, it's always fun to see these, and again because it allowed the cross tribal communication, um, and and some people uh, took advantage of that a little bit, and 
yeah, it was, it was a very well designed challenge. I, I I enjoyed. We had gotten to test several of the of the games, but several of them were were also new to us testers. Uh, well designed challenge. Uh, great to see. Uh, you know the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and, and the fact that it came down to the last matchup um, is always exciting. I think that, you know, we'll, if, you know about what we have for recap, um, let's going back to, you know, the upcoming Tribal Council, this might be outdated by the time this episode gets posted, but do we still think it's going to be Brendan going and, or are there going to be off votes or is everyone going to come into line there? Well, there will definitely be an off vote, maybe, or there will be a vote, a random vote for Jimmy, um, as we've been talking about. Um, I don't know. It's up to, I don't think, I don't think SMM is going to throw another off vote, uh, even on Jimmy, um, unless he knows 100% that he's got four votes. And he may have, he may have been able to get court. He would have Brendan himself voting for Jimmy. But between, you know, clearly Jimmy's not going to vote for Jimmy, and that leaves that leaves uh, Chaco Beans, Bramble Cat, and Wax. And I don't see those three breaking ranks at this point. Um, so I don't know if it'll happen, but I do appreciate the fact that Brendan sure as hell tried. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, you know, with those three you mentioned, I think once it becomes clear to the others that they're going to be stuck and then they're, they're not going to be flipping. Uh, I think everyone else is going to, you know, fall into line with that, but it is going to, you know, add something to the tribe dynamics, seeing that you have some groups starting to form, push in different directions. Uh, I do feel bad for court who has been doing a good job connecting with some people who others haven't you know, with first with Spavi now with Brendan. And then as soon as, you know, they get her to get close and have a good relationship. Something comes up that's entirely out of her control and that person's out of the game. Uh, and I, I mean, that could really hurt her going forward. What could have put her in a good position? Uh, when do you, where do you see or anything else you wanted to, you know, thinking about this tribal? Um, well, I definitely think SMM needs to kind of pull it back a little bit and, and in terms of protecting his own game, he needs to start playing team player a little bit because if he th keeps throwing out those random swing votes, it, it's, it, I mean, he went after Waxler who obviously has a lot of connections. Um, you know, now he's going after Jimmy who, you know, may not be the most active, but is contributing in the challenges and stuff. And I mean, trying to save Brendan who granted, you know, maybe is trying to save his game but he, he did lose it for them like he and he just he just disappeared like that's in terms of the team like they're all looking at it like okay that's not if you let us down once you're gonna do it again and i think if smm throws that swing vote out there for jimmy he's gonna hurt his game in the long run yeah he's a. Uh... For so, yeah, he's just headed in for Jimmy for whatever reason, and uh, and I think he may have saw this as an opportunity to to, to take that shot. Um, this will, I think, highlight for SMM just what his position in the tribe is, um, and I think he has uh, pretty much identified that Wax, Chaco, 
and the Bramble Cat are uh, are the power right now. Um, and don't think that he won't pocket that um, if a swap comes or for later use. Uh, so he, he yeah, he, he's learning from, I'm sure he's, he's learned a lot from, from this, uh, from this tribal or will once it's over. So do we think there's a swap coming up either now or soon? I'm hoping soon. I'm hoping soon because I, I feel like they're all kind of getting complacent and comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, and Euphoria is definitely riding that, you know, we're, we're challenge beast high because they've only lost one tribal so far. So they're, they think they're sitting pretty. I think the swap uh, will definitely shake some things up. We're going to be at uh, 14 after this upcoming tribal. So if there was a swap or an even swap, you would have uh, two tribes of seven. Um, is two tribes of seven that different enough from two, you know, from a tribe of eight and a tribe of six to, to do? Uh, I don't know. Um, you can never really guess with this production crew. They don't like to do anything um, predictable. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, if there's going to be a swap, you would think it's going to happen here because the next point at which it could happen with even numbers would be at 12. And that's almost when you got to think uh, jury's starting um, right. with, a, with, with this cast so uh, or merge. Um, I'm 60-40, maybe leaning more 60 towards uh, them just playing out this tribe phase until it gets to, uh, it gets to the merge. Yeah, I'm one wondering if brian is has that in mind with all of these you know nexus twists and getting letting people talk to each other uh i do wonder at what point people might say oh if we're not going to swap should probably use that neural link that's in my back pocket um yes i don't think alliance has alliance ever really gone this deep into a game without a swap you know four votes 10 days um at least going back to discordia swapped i think after four votes uh, you high C swapped after three, three, right? Yeah. Um, Summit had the swaps, and I you know fairly early into the game, uh, so Mojo, that could be, but Mojo I, don't know, I wonder. You know, know, this, I mean, we swapped on day three, right? <laughs> well, day after the first tribal, day, <laughs> it was actually like day six, I think, in game, but yeah, okay. yeah, it and was. Then, and then Ryan again, likes to swap the tribes, yeah. Uh, I mean, so we'll see. Maybe he has that in mind, but I do worry about it starting to get a bit stale. I think each tribe has still a couple people who could be easy enough votes that you, it would definitely be exciting at a merge, but it could, you know, make these next couple votes still pretty, a little bit, you know, slow in terms of gameplay. Um, I, I, my prediction would be that at some point in the next couple of days, there's going to be some sort of twist, whether it's a swap or some just some sort of twist in the game that really gets people to jumble up where they think they stand on the tribe. Uh, I can't pretend to know what could be going through Ryan's mind and it seems like they introduce something new every year. So we'll see where that goes. The one thing I have learned is to not speculate wildly in the viewer's lounge because when you're wrong, as you almost inevitably always are, Meg will make fun of you. 
as she should. Yes. <laughs> Meg uh, can make fun of me whenever she wants. Yes. Um, she is a queen, and I will allow her to pick on me, laugh at me, make fun of me, and I will just smile and say, thank you, Meg. You know you've done something right when you get a Meryl. <laughs> uh, I think that's you know, most of the recap. But, uh, anything else you know, we're looking at heading to the tribal going forward in the game? Just give me some... Give me some sub-channel activity. I mean, there was a period of time there where no one had gone into the for into a sub-channel for two or three days. Um, some people, some different people are actually trying them out. You know, Choco Beans has been in there a little mm -hmm. bit more and, you know, and Wax. But like, I don't know that Bird has gone back in and done much uh, in, the, in the last week um, since finding the Neuralink. She certainly, I mean, maybe she doesn't need to put any more of a target on herself. Um, so yeah, I would love to see some sub-channel activity, some people exploring the uh, the bots, and uh, and utilizing what they say, you know, more, tr you know, translating the the bot verbiage into to commands. Uh, do something because I mean, there's there's, you know, it doesn't have to be an advantage palooza, but it's frustrating when you know that there's stuff out there that can be found, um, and they just aren't working towards it. I am surprised with Burr. I don't know if they think that they found what there is but you know birds they haven't really gone in much at all in most of this week um and then you know even if you know there's definitely looks the information about upcoming challenges in there uh we have as you mentioned seen beans go in a good bit it's hard to you know when you don't know what you're looking for until you see something that looks off you know nay went in i think tried like two commands and said well i have no idea what i'm doing here um, uh, it can be tough. It can be tough, but I'm surprised, especially with this cast and what you know the way they started for two days oh, that we've yeah. seen basically nothing in there. Well, I do think, and this is like I said, a preview of things to come. I do think Bird might be in some trouble, um, and maybe they don't need the trouble that comes with being seen as advantage hunting, because even people on the other tribe are recognizing that they are a huge target. Um, I think it was Jimmy in that confessional that he published today said that that bird is a threat. Um, and, and you know, and it's bad when somebody that you've had minimal conversation with just, but Jimmy knows that they are a huge threat. So bird is going to need to do something to lesser their, um, their profile heading into merge. So maybe that's why they're not looking. Um, but uh, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be bad for them, I think, unfortunately. I think Wax has done a better job of staying off the other tribes radar, even though he's in a similar position as Bird. Yeah, I think that'll be something we talk about going forward too. Um, I have forgotten to throw to a commercial break. So I'll do that right now. And we'll insert this one. We'll be right back. Is this summer's heat wave got you feeling burned out? Well, come on by and see us at Nexus Park. Our state-of-the-art wave pool is sure to help you beat the summer heat. Nexus Park is not responsible for anything you find floating nearby. Y'all are gross. Another great commercial. Hope you all are enjoying this segment, uh, that one. 
uh, comes courtesy of Huntress as the writer and DC as the voice. Um, you'll have to stay tuned to see more of our finalists. And hopefully if you're listening, you know, uh, send her some message if you want to record one, uh, trying to sp- switch up who's recording what, get some different voices involved. Uh, happy about that. Um, yeah, any last thoughts before we wrap things up here? I do have one question left for Gwen. If you could change one thing about your game, knowing knowing what a threat you were becoming um, socially um, or even competition-wise that would make you the merge target, what would you, what would you have gone back and done? Um, I definitely would not have trusted that Deadly and Mason were going to just fall in line. Um, I think that was my biggest downfall was I was counting on them to vote with Leviathan and just kind of jump back on board. Um, But I also should have talked to Crystal more about what was going on in their tribe before the merge because she kind of tried to, I think looking back on it now, she kind of tried to like give me a heads up that Deadly and Mason were uh, voting with them, but I didn't pick up on it. Um, and I think I was in that headspace still of like, I don't want to screw up her game because we're friends outside of the game. And I was like, I'm just trying to walk this fine line here. And unfortunately, I uh, didn't balance well enough and I, I fell off on my side. And I probably would have also tried to stay a little more under the radar than I was at that point because I, I kind of took charge and jumped in and was trying to do everything I could and and be a team leader and didn't realize at the end of it that my team wasn't as big as I thought it was. Yep. Yeah. Always tough when the people you think are with you are the ones voting you out right off the bat. It's so hard to know where people stand. Yeah, that was a true blindside. Like I did not think that I was going to be the one going out there at all whatsoever and for a while after that I thought Dano sold me out but he didn't so Dano shout out I love you still <laughs> I think uh, I think we're looking at something similar happening uh, happening here when we get to the merge so uh, we that, that's that might be a little ways to go but uh, definitely something to keep an eye out for yeah I think they definitely need to um, to not focus so much on on you know tribe strong like you said like they need to be because that that was my downfall was i was i was like oh gee leviathan we're going right to the end and that tripped me up real bad uh yeah i think that's about everything uh we have for this episode but um thank you so much gwen for being on with us uh really appreciate having you here thank you so much for inviting me it was a blast so happy you came on gwen thank you uh, thank you, Harris, as always, for you know, hanging out here this afternoon. Always a pleasure, sir. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, keep the commercials coming. Uh, we'll have more guests on, more episodes, more of everything. That uh, It should be fun. Hopefully, we'll maybe get an exciting tribal going in. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.
Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Crystal, did you want to chime in on this? I, I, I'll, I'll do my thoughts second. It's Gwen, not Crystal. Oh, I'm sorry, Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fourth time somebody has has mistaken us to my face. And um, I, I'll, I've said it before, I'll say it again. She is probably one of the best people to be mistaken for, so I'm not insulted. That's fair. 